Hello, I'm Sarah Vine and this is Sarah Vine's Team Half Hour from Mail Plus. I'm joined this week, as every week, by my lovely friend Imogen Edwards Jones. Welcome back, darling. Oh, I was, How was Yes, did you uh, eat a lot of chocolate and sat? I suggested you were in I a didn't chocolate... I didn't eat any chocolate at all, actually. Oh, I thought you were in a chocolate coma. No, I had some pasta because I was in Italy. You had a pasta coma. And I wasn't in a coma, I went to Como. <laughs> <laughs> Which is slightly Oh, that's different. very, very chic. Very that joke. With my daughter, we had a very nice time. But yeah, no, so now I'm back. It was a holiday. Good. It was lovely. An actual holiday. An actual holiday. Well, sort of, really. Yes. Not, not completely, but no. some of it was Well, holiday-ish. that's good. And what have you been doing? Very little. Just trying to get through Easter, really. Yes, with the children at With home. the children. Yeah. I did eat quite a lot and, of And obviously your husband's gone away. Healthy. Of course, yes. Don't be silly. He's gone to Coachella. He has gone to Coachella to live at large with the young. Oh, God. No, I don't think he has. I think he's actually gone for work. But yes, he is going to Coachella. Yes, with the young people. He did, gave me a whole list of bands that he's seen. Not no, one. Not one of them had you heard of. Not one had I heard of. No, no. No, no it was actually quite bad. I was thinking I'm quite with it. No. No, I'm really not. Really not with it at all. pink, black or a black. <laughs> I just, I mean, I couldn't even <laughs> pretend. <laughs> oh yes, I oh, love yes. their hits. I, I had their, I got their first EP. You can say <laughs> terrible. Uh, anyway, so I've been watching. I watched that documentary about Lewis Capaldi. Oh yes, yes, he's awfully good. Yeah, no, I like him. Yeah, no, but he wasn't blank. <laughs> The reason why you were mentioning it is because I was dancing to his music upstairs, yes, like a fool. It is a good documentary if people would like to watch it. Oh, okay. Apparently, he is related to Peter Capaldi. Oh, you're not shush with your knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, talking of gets-togethers and old-fashioned things, Mm. we're going to do a special thing on the King's coronation. Oh, I can't wait. Have you got your quiche ready? No, I haven't made it yet. But there is a quiche. Yes, I will be making the quiche. La Reine. Le. Loren. No, it's La Reine. Well, no, but it's the, the king, Loren. No, but it'll have to be the queen. Why? Because it's Camilla. It'll have to be Camilla's quiche. Oh, it's... Because oh. otherwise the pun doesn't work. It oh, can't obviously. be le roi, quiche le roi. There's, yeah. no, there's not a pun. No. Quiche Lorraine, quiche La Reine. Oh, okay. So I think it, she should just own it. Oh, okay. Anyway, she she probably tells them what to eat anyway. I'm sure she like does. That. I'm sure she's in the kitchen with yeah. her I, yeah. pink nail exactly. varnish. Pointing. Pointing at things. Yeah. So quiche, but also... All the other things that Waitrose has got ready. I can't wait. I, I'm actually salivating. <laughs> <laughs> like a Labrador. And also, we're doing something on the Saturn return. Good. With Teresa Chung, because first Adele has had a tattoo mm. of Saturn, and now Emma Watson has talked about how her Saturn return has had a profound effect on it, on her life. I think it's a real thing. I know everyone laughs at me when I say that. Stop laughing. <laughs> I'm smiling. <laughs> my daughter Beatrice has calculated that all my Saturn returns, apparently I'm going to have three. Wow. Which means I'm going to live till a very ancient age. 90. Mm. I, I think can't I wait. wait I, don't to think, be... I don't think I'll care by then. No. Frankly. <laughs> what just... lesson would you be learning at 90? Exactly. <laughs> no idea. No. Anyway, hurrah. Well, I for one can't wait. Excellent. Well done. With the nation gearing up for the King's coronation on May the 6th, also <clears throat> coincidentally my daughter's birthday, oh, so, which Princess is mu- Beatrice. much more important <laughs> than the King's coronation and also much harder to prepare for. Indeed. Yes. yes. Lots of preparations. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> celebrations across the land are being planned. Mm. But if you're not sure what to serve your party or what the perfect dish to take along to a street party might be, mm. help is at hand in the form of the lovely Will Torrent, who has graced us with his presence before and has come back for more. Yes. And mysteriously. Will is Waitrose's senior brand development chef, so um, as he said earlier, eats basically chocolate for breakfast, and he has come up with a 
number of recipes, both sweet and savory, who which are fit for a king. And we're sitting here in front of what can only be described as a royal spread. A right royal feast. Yes. Uh, Will, hello. Welcome Hi, to the podcast. Hi, good to be here. Hello, and we've got special royal plates as well, which are quite nice. We've got everything. They're very, very napkins, pretty. You name royal it, we've napkins, got it. Royal I plates. think these royal plates are quite classy, yeah. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like them? Yes, they're very good. They're sort of green. The Union Jack has gone green, which is very... Well, we, know, we know that the king is very, you know, green-focused green. and, yes. and, you know, it's really important. Why not and bring it into the Union And there's a rabbit and a squirrel and lots of roses and it's rather pretty. Yes, verdant. Verdant, yes, exactly. With um, napkins to match. So I'm very, yes, these are very glamorous. Yes. yes. So people will be preparing. For, I think I think people will. I'm going to a coronation party. Are you? What yes. are you going to? I am going to, I hopefully there's got a lot of this stuff, which we're about to cream. eat in it. Cream is mainly <laughs> what I like. Cream and gin. Cream and gin. <laughs> and jam. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's it, done. So what's your coronation party? I'm going to a, quite a posh coronation party Ooh. in the Cotswolds. Oh. Yes. So I guess I think lots of people are going to be having huge parties, aren't they? All these kind of royal occasions are an excuse to bring people together. Yes. And food is always at the centre. Yes. You know, it's whether it's obviously coronation chicken from the Queen's coronation. Oh, and coronation quiche or quiche la reine. Quiche la reine. That's what Cleverly's calling it now because obviously that's a play on I Lorraine. think everyone's been quite rude about the quiche. I think it's well delicious. Yeah, you've got to have a quiche. Imogen, Imogen is I'm very... I'm obsessed with quiche. So do you What's ha- your favourite quiche flavour? Oh, leek. Okay. Yeah, nice. leek. Oh, that's quite niche. Yeah, leek and cheese. Oh, you see, that's why the new one, the Loren, is really doing it for me. Or Loren. Often, though, if you go around to Imogen's house, there is actually just a casual quiche sitting on the counter. That is true. I do. She'll have made by her own self. Yeah, I'm not going up on a Saturday. Yes, you do. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. So, anyway, quiche Loren looks very good. The only thing I've noticed that no one's saying is you should double peel your broad beans. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I've gone for pulled ham hock, asparagus and garden pea oh, no. in my quiche. See, I think a garden Now pea... you're showing off, I, Will. I, I Sorry, can't help it. I think a garden pea is easier because you Ooh, can just shove them in straight yeah. from frozen. Yes, yeah. delicious. Whereas if you're going to put a broad bean in there, you're going to have to boil them, which will make the house smell of farts because I've done that. <laughs> Isn't not that what right, you want Will? for a coronation garden well, party? No, no, it's not. Isn't that, they are hard work. Actually. That is how you get the outer skins off. Yeah, isn't it's it? just it, it's it's a bit faffy. Yeah. Yes, and actually, so I think the thing is, if you're if you're the king, mm. you probably have someone else to boil your farty that, beans. That's true. That's, that's true. true. But but they are more so much more delicious when they are double peeled. Yes, and of course, if you don't want to make them. You can just go and buy one. I think we sell millions think, of quiches each year. I think shove yes, a garden pea in is, bet, is all you need. Is your top salad salmon and broccoli? Do you know, I would probably think it's quiche Lorraine. Mm. It's, it's oh. a classic. Mm. Yes. And, you know, quiches from the counter through to the chilled cabinets. Mm. People love a classic. Mm. And, and I think when you get to these royal events, a little bit of nostalgia comes into True. play. You almost want to hark back to I mean, street yes, parties I, of old. I, I think yeah. quiche is definitely something that older ladies like I remember my grandmother do you mean me yeah I, I like I, I, it's a bit like when you sort of start having stamps in your purse and you start buying quiche so, but you do it's a thing isn't I've it I've got, got stamps in my purse, purse. yes yeah. I have and also you get a membership to Kew Gardens uh, or the oh, National yes. Trust and you have stamps in your purse and then you like a yes. nice slice of quiche well it's either God or gardening you know that famously over the age of 55 it's God or gardening exactly I think quiche comes into that category yes. myself do you think? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm very excited about the quiche. And Imogen does make her own pastry as well, which is lovely. I do, very yes. Nice. Yes, I'm t- secretly, I, I'm suddenly casting myself as Nigella. she bakes blinds. Well, no, you don't really eat, but you no, do. No, no, I do cook. Yes, yes, you do yes. cook. Any additions into the pastry or is it just a classic short crust? It was a classic short crust. I don't do lard. 
because they've got lard in this one, haven't they? they? Have, yeah. yeah, I've never done it with lard. For me, it's a classic butter. Yes, mm. it's got to be the more butter, butter. the better. For me, it's mm. that thing called jus roll, and you just <laughs> unroll it. Jus roll, jus roll. I can't, I can't be nice too short to make pastry. No, it's more fun. Is it? Yeah. Right. What so, Will, tell us what the what you think. That, what's, what are the main ingredients? I think it's easy food, isn't it? Which I think is it's what easy food. I think it's food that everyone can get on board with. Mm. So nothing too out there. Yeah. But I think it's picky food. Mm. Yes. It's not a sit-down lunch. We're not no. having a banquet. It's cream tea. It's finger sandwiches. It's little salads. Yeah. I mean, we're doing a bring and share lunch at church, a classic churchy type thing to mm-hmm. do. Oh, okay. Getting loads of people to just bring stuff and then we just eat it around right. the table. But it's for me, cream tea... I've done a little twist on coronation chicken. Uh, this is coronation king oyster mushroom. Oh, it's wow. vegetarian. It's pulled king oyster mushroom. So it's mm. got a lovely uh, richness to it, but it's got a, almost the texture of chicken. Mm. And so then is it roasted? Or? It's roasted with rapeseed oil and curry powder. Mm. And then you, the Have you made this by your own self? I have made this by my own self. Oh, indeed. Will. Just Gosh, for you guys. thank you. And then it's dressed in a creme fraiche mayonnaise and a tikka marinade. It's not just curry powder, which mm. sometimes can be a little bit harsh. Yes. This has got a lovely depth of flavour. You've got mm. almonds, apricots mm. and nigella seeds in there as well. It looks... Imogen, go for it. I'm going to... It, it looks very beautiful, which is I'm half the battle, isn't it, for yeah. that, if you're doing leaves. a thing. And that's leaves. it. So just little baby gem lettuce leaves. So it's almost like a little edible cup. You could have it as a big sharing salad, of course, but just that kind of pick up mm. and in it goes, glass of champagne or G&T and off you go. That is actually delicious. Good. It's actually indistinguishable from chicken. It's nicer than chicken. Sometimes I think when coronation chicken, the, the chicken tends to dry out a little mm. bit as well mm. and you get that kind of almost papery type texture. But also no chance of getting food poisoning. There you go. And there's none of that horrible gristly bit where you have no to sit there go, yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. Oh, that's it's lovely. Really nice. It's got a little bit of a kick. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Mm. So again, you could, I mean, serve those in sandwiches, lovely, or just like I said, on a lovely serving mm. platter with lots mm. of lots of salad. Who came up with this recipe? Well, it's based on coronation chicken. It's taking the elements of that. And that's something that we do with Waitrose is we take classics, deconstruct them, and then almost put them back together with perhaps uh, new trends, new tricks, and so on. We're one of the only British supermarkets, if not the only one, to sell king oyster mushrooms from grown in Britain. Mm. And I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. King oyster mushrooms? Mm. Let's do it. The word king in it there for a start. <laughs> I mean, I think mushrooms are generally quite a good substitute for me. I had for my supper last night, this is a total aside, and um, <laughs> I had two of those big portobello mushrooms. Oh, they're delicious. With olive oil mm. and garlic. and mm, Bit of thyme. Also, Waitrose does a very good frozen wild garlic. We do. From your cook's ingredients, cook's ingredients collect, which yeah. I, was my, I keep in my fridge. And also they do very good frozen shallots. I think you actually should work for Waitrose, Sarah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I did that and I put that in the air fryer because I'm a big fan of an air fryer. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it was delicious, actually. It was like actually, eating a steak. It, it's it was all really those, quite chunky. It's all those layers of flavour that mm. you're adding. So, mm. you know, lovely roasted, like really, really well roasted mm. mushrooms, mm. lots of umami, lots of lovely flavour. Mm. Layer that with the wild garlic, which has mm. the freshness, and mm. then the shallots. I mean... Mm. You know, it was really nice, actually. Is there a recipe for this on your website, so, or is it? Or do, can we buy a card and we go in? Or can I just buy a box of it? Well, yes. Can we buy it ready made? We can't buy it ready made, oh, okay. I'm afraid. But we've got uh, Waitrose Weekend Special coming out just before the coronation. Lots of lovely recipes in there. Mm. Um, traditional recipes with a twist, mm. so nothing too scary, but little mm. little amends here and there. 
Well, that's properly delicious. Really nice. I fight fancy another yeah. one. Go on then. So what else have you got? You've got to have a cream tea. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, it's quintessentially mm. British, isn't it? So we've mm. got all butter scones here. Mm. So the big question is, mm. yeah. cream or jam first? Now, well, I think that in this equation of scone, cream, jam, mm. I think the cream is basically in lieu of butter. So I put the cream on first okay. and then the jam on top. And that's my logic and I'm sticking to it. Me too. Okay. okay. What about you, Will? Traditionally, I would go the other way around okay. because I really love clotted cream. And I sometimes find strawberry jam, which is the classic cream mm. tea, mm. too sweet. Mm. But I want to tell you about this new jam that we've okay. developed, especially for the coronation. It's mixed berry and Bramley apple. Mm. So inspired by hedgerows and vintage mm-hmm. orchards of the UK, mm-hmm. it's almost quite tangy yeah. and it's not too smooth. It's got a lot of chunky fruit back in there. For me, this has to go on top. It's the okay. crowning glory to your cream tea. So this looks delicious. So this is the King's Coronation Mixed Berry and Bramley Apple Preserve. And do you think we can serve all these things simultaneously? You don't need to have any sort of course action, I I think the the thing is with a street party or a garden Mm. party or just a family Mm. get-together, it's just about getting it all out. Or you might want to have, you know, if you're sat around the TV on the Saturday watching the procession and the service... Maybe yeah, have some savoury stuff mm. first, and when they get back to the palace, we can have your cream tea or your dessert. I like this jam. It's it's more of a compote, really, isn't mm. it? It's quite loose, and, yeah. and actually, that's why it's lovely on top yeah. of yes. the cream. Yes. But it also is lovely made into a jelly or a cocktail. Absolutely. And Delicious. I noticed the cream you've got is the best cream in the world. The only cream the in the world. The only cream. Rodda. Rodda's. Yeah, Rodda's is cream. Rodda's is brilliant. And that is from Cornwall. It absolutely yeah. is. Amazing heritage story. Still in the family as well. Amazing company. Yes, I was in Devon and Cornwall this weekend. Oh, were you? Very nice, yeah. I went to a place called Clavelli. Which that is sounds a, Welsh. It's not Welsh. It's Cornish. <laughs> it's, well, oh, I don't know if I think it's actually Devon. Anyway, <laughs> sort of in the middle. Uh, very lovely. Can we make one of these? Yes. Yeah, let's absolutely. do it. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so, all butter scones. I yeah, mean, obviously. Yeah. They're your scones. There are scones. scones. Uh, brand scones. 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 I mean. Do you make scones? Scones. scones. I say scone. And I say scone. Yeah, I think. They're nice cheese scones. Oh, no, I can't stand a cheese scone. I don't like cooked cheese. It's just awful. I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> it's just been there. And then the thing is... It's well, how are you resisting? Or is that because you've already had chocolate for breakfast? Because I never tried to eat your cheese scones. That's why we're yes. friends. Because we oh, never... look at that clotted oh. cream. I mean, It's you... the best. Nice and cheese. It's got to be, it's, it's, this for is me, like from the fridge. This yes. is like butter. It's got to be yeah. straight from the fridge. But the thing is, it's then, what do you drink with it? So, obviously, you've got English breakfast tea or lovely Earl Grey. But you might go Pims, mm. you might go Champagne or English sparkling wine. I find wine. Pims a bit cloying after two glasses. I always feel it's quite sick. sweet as well. Yeah. Mm. It's too sweet for me. So I've gone gin and tonic. Yes. Oh, for good. This, yes. But I'd like a small gin and tonic. Actually. Okay, let me see what I can do. <laughs> and good I've, plan. Thank but you, I'm Barman. combining it with another cocktail that I really like, a mojito. Yes. So I'm doing a peppermint tea gin and tonic. Wow. I've got a peppermint tea infusion. No. So I've cold brewed so, uh, peppermint tea. We've even got coronation cups. Here you go, look at this. This is just, I feel, uh, you know, God save the king. Oh, I, and he's got ice. Got ice I don't well. believe it. I have to say the... Will can, um, basically, the Will can come over whenever he wants. mini scones. I think a mini scone mini would scone be would nice. Mini scone would be nice. Thing. Yeah. A mini scone would be nice because it'd be like a, ca- a scone canopy. Oh. I like that idea. So I've made this peppermint tea infusion, cold brewed the tea overnight. Right. Added a, a little mint syrup. Mm-hmm. And then into the little glass, I'm adding... Can I adding... just say, Imogen is just eating her scone. <laughs> just listening. With only cream on it. Just a pile of cream. In fact, it's more... The scone is on the cream, I would say. No one needs to know. <laughs> and then we've got cucumber and mint. So you've got, I've got a classic mojito, classic Hendrix G&T. Mm-hmm. Tonic water as well. 
So this is that kind of almost garden G&T, which yeah. is delicious. And I'm using our new, it's an exclusive gin that Silent Pool have made Ooh. for us. And it's been specially distilled for the coronation. Beautiful bottle. I was about to say the bottle's very beautiful. Cheers. Make it into a nice lamp. That actually does smell exactly like a mojito. It's lovely. Yeah. But it's got the elegance of gin, which I think is really lovely in this. Mm. And then you get that kind of refreshing, minty, cucumber garden. Yes, I like that. That's very nice. Absolutely delicious. So that's gin. So peppermint tea infusion. Yes. Uh, made into a little syrup in with the ice. Measure of gin, top up with tonic, fresh cucumber, fresh mint. It's delicious. I How do you make the tea, the tea The tea is lovely. So that's just a couple of tea bags in some water. Mm. Little sugar syrup, so equal quantities of sugar and water boiled together. And then bring that together with a few mint leaves. Mm. And you get that lovely colour in there. And actually in a clear glass, this mm. looks absolutely delicious. Mm. So how do you come up with all these things, Will? Are you sitting around with, with the team thinking, oh, well, obviously we'll have some gin. And then do you think... What do you do? Who Sounds isn't like... sitting around thinking, obviously, we'll have <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I think there's, but there's a thing about... like we, we touched on it earlier about the nostalgic element to get-togethers, especially when we get to summer. And actually it's almost putting yourself in a customer's mm. shoe. What do I want at my bring and share lunch or my get together mm. to celebrate the coronation or a jubilee or a party? There's elements of classic British, a cream tea, mm -hmm. the little amend is the different jam, mm. the yeah. coronation, no chicken with the mushroom, mm. the gin and tonic, I like a mojito, so let's try that together. Right. And it is just coming up with it mm. and going, sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes you go, oh, that needs a little bit more of an infusion. That needs, you know, could we try it with Earl Grey? It might be a little bit polarising if it's Earl Grey, but mm. mint kind of, it feels very summery and very mm. garden. It does, it feels quite garden party, doesn't yeah. it? And then we've got another thing which I thought was a corgi, but is not a corgi. This is Jewel the Jack Russell. Right. This is our little celebration cake with every pound from each sale goes to Battersea. Mm -hmm. So we've worked with them. And it's just a lovely chocolate cake. It's quite sweet. It is quite. It's got a little crown and lots of little crowns and little very short legs. I've never seen a Jack Russell with such short legs. That's why I thought <laughs> he's had a too, few too many scones. Okay, yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. me. After yes, it's, he's lying on his stomach. And he's, he? is he covered in little glitter crowns? So he's got a little crown confetti as well. And it's actually about having you know it's about having something for everyone. Mm. So you know my kids probably won't go cream tea, mm. but chocolate cake they are going to go nuts. Absolutely, for. yeah. So it's about having that variety for everyone there from different ages, different tastes, but it's all about having a good amount of food there, if you can. And what would you say is a no-no? I think anything too out there, so anything too wacky. Yeah. This kind of occasion, I think there is an element, like I said, of going back in time. Yes. And I think food and drink, like music, has that ability to transport you back mm. somewhere. Whenever you have like fish and chips mm. and it's really vinegary, you're transported mm. back to a seaside mm -hmm. holiday. Mm. And I think it's the same when it comes to royal food, if you like, in inverted commas. I think eat and mess would be a good eat thing mess, to have. Eat and mess, It's also the same colour as the coronation robes, isn't it? Sort of red and creamy. Yes. Eat and mess is always delicious. Always delicious. Just but don't I... over whip your cream. That's my biggest no. thing. No. And sometimes a little bit of Greek yogurt in there mm. just, just cuts through the because it, yeah. it's obviously with the meringue and sometimes it's very the strawberry. Sweet, yeah. Really, really sweet. Yeah. But that yogurt just kind of cuts through it quite nicely. That's a good idea. And do you think the no coronation chicken is delicious? Do you think sandwiches as well or not? Absolute sandwiches. In one of the recipes, we've done an eggs royale sandwich. Oh, oh I so say what's that? Eggs mayo. Mm. It's eggs hollandaise. Oh my god. As the filling with smoked salmon and spinach. Oh my goodness. So it's the eggs royale breakfast or mm. brunch dish yeah. into a little sandwich. Yeah. Of course, we cut the crusts off. Mm. <laughs> And uh, use those for breadcrumbs. I was told that the king likes to have sandwiches at five o'clock. 
every day. So he has breakfast, mm. he has eggs, very wise, obviously. Mm. And then because he's awfully busy, he does lots of other things during the day. And then he has tea at five and he has sandwiches. Mm. And if they're not eaten that day, they get put out again the next day. Cause he's very Do they really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Basically, he's still living like he's basically like a nursery child. Yes, exactly. Because there's nothing yes. more delicious yes. than children's he, tea. He yeah. does just but, eat nursery food. Yes, yeah. if you ask every mother, the reason why they get quite chunky early on yeah. is because the, most of the time they're eating their own children's but he tea. Did, but apparently he could still get into his clothes that he had when he was sort of, he could still get into his polo outfits from when he was in his 30s. He's really? the same size that he was when he was. Gosh, he's that's very, an achievement, he's, if and nothing. He, and he's not on a Zempic, unlike most of the world. <laughs> so, yeah. I think the other great thing about his food loves is that it's all seasonal. Yeah. And how important seasonality is yeah. when it when it comes into place. Well, I have actually had dinner with him twice. Have you? Yes. That's I had, dinner, I had dinner with him once at our mutual friend's house. Yes. And on that occasion, he always seems to have an egg with his food. He is quite egg-centric. Okay. Eccentric. Eccentric. <laughs> See what I mean? There you go. But no, he does like an egg. He doesn't really drink. And he eats very small amounts of very delicious food. Which I think is the way forward, isn't it? Oh, of course. Absolutely delicious. So anything else that you've got you're excited about in your gaggle of coronation stuff? I mean, we've got so much you can get online. It's in the weekend paper coming up uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And to be honest, it's just having great food. Hmm. You know, the king loves great food. He loves bringing people together. So let's all you try do his do Dutch that. original range. Don't we do you? look after the Dutch original yeah. range, um, and we've got lovely Dutchy shortbread, yeah. uh, which has a big O on it. Usually, yeah. has been re-embossed with a crown just for the coronation, oh. and I've used those in ice cream I often, sandwiches. I often buy a chicken ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> ice what cream is that? sandwiches are delicious. So, so basically, two Dutchy shortbread biscuits mm. sandwiched together with that new jam mm. and some vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate and rolled in chocolate chips. <laughs> That's for the kids. Well, it could be for the adults as well, to be honest. <laughs> Well, what do you what do you do all Heart day? Attacks. What does he do? You spend hours. It's, it's one of the how many people careers. are in your department doing this all day? Uh, so we've got a small team of chefs and trend experts, and we've got an amazing team of product developers that that help bring products to life. We might come up with the concepts together, and then they go off with our suppliers and our technical managers and our buyers, and just bring these amazing mm. creations to life. And how much psychology is involved in all of this? Do you think? Do you have? Do you put sort of people in MRI scanners to what? see whether they like which parts of their brain light up with bits of food? Is that not your department? Not, not quite. It's more kind of actually just various different teams around the business going, mm. what do you think of this? Mm. You know, and actually because we're all foodies, mm. you know, we're in a foodie business. It's, the culture is food. So everyone's got an element of what they like, what they don't like. Mm. And actually there's a, there's a real element of working out what people don't like and why. Mm. Oh, okay. And then going, okay, why don't you like it? What is it? Is it the texture? Is it the acidity? Is it, you know, if you didn't like the jam, then we'd go through all the components, go, what is it that you don't quite like? Mm. And that's when it gets really interesting and slightly fascinating. And you have got some quite interesting stuff. This morning I was making a chilli, as one does. Were you? I had some mints in the fridge that needed eating up, so I was making a chilli. And you do this brilliant thing, which is peppercorns with turmeric which is a kind of mixture, and it's really flavoursome. Yeah. So there's some quite interesting stuff on the shelves there. I don't know if you've tried our I smoked love... tomato paste, which yes, is a, also in our cook's actually, ingredients Yes, uh, I'm, 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 I'm a bit of a cook's ingredients oh, person. interesting. I go to the Waitrose website and I just put in cook's ingredients. Do and you? And I just buy whatever's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Quite yes. Uh, That's really fascinating. Good, good chocolate on there as well, usually. 
That's what we like to hear. And what's sold the most so far? What's yeah, are really... people actually buying already? Or is it... Yeah, I mean, I can't get a biscuit tin for love nor money. Really? Oh, I bet, yeah. yes. I, I want a commemorative well, biscuit tin. Well, that's because, yeah, so do I. I actually bought a commemorative biscuit tin, a Queen's commemorative biscuit tin, at a flea market the other day Did from you? the 1950s. And I thought... Oh, I that's would... quite yeah, cool. No, and yeah. I, and I, it was, it's really nice. I mean, I sort of liked it. Yeah. I can't get a nice commemorative biscuit tin either. There was one for the Platinum Jubilee that actually played the national anthem, which I've got, <laughs> which, which you could spin. You, you could spin it and then it would spin round and play God okay. Save the Queen. It was brilliant. I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah, the biscuit, you've got to get a biscuit. Yeah, biscuit tins. Like I said, we've got the lovely Dutchy biscuits. We've got the tea caddy as well, which is lovely fair trade English breakfast mm. tea as well. John Lewis as well. We've got the tea towels. We've got the Coronation Teddy Bear. Oh. He's got, he's got his own robes and everything. Good grief. He's lovely. <laughs> But I think he's nearly. I don't know as what well. tea Charles drinks. Probably Lapsang Souchong or something. Probably very recherché like yes. that. Yes, yes. I'm an Earl Grey person myself. I'm a Lapsang. Are you a Lapsang? Mm. Yep. Yes, because you don't have milk, do you? No, no. That's right. That's the devil's work. It is, but you have a lot of cheese to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, <so>. that's true. <laughs> Well, thank you, Will. That's oh, brilliant. huge Will. pleasure. What um, a joy! We look forward I'm to it. Quite uh, excited. I, I quite like to take this coronation. Mushrooms, whatever they're called, are really delicious. Aren't they good? Yeah, they're very good. Really, actually, I think nicer than the chicken. Much nicer. There you go. Much nicer. Really nice. Delicious. I I also think I quite want your job. You should come down. I would love to come visit. We're we're in a basement. We could kill him and just put him in the toilet. (laughs) I really would like your job. I'd love to come visit. It sounds like because you have you just done Christmas. I know we're not really supposed to talk about. Oh yes, let's talk about Christmas. You've just done Christmas. So yeah, we're working on next year's Christmas as we speak. Christmas twenty four. Christmas twenty twenty four. Wow. Yeah, Christmas is all year round though. We we're constantly looking at. Uh, recipes, tweaking Christmas puddings here and there. Compared to Christmas, how big will this coronation weekend be food-wise, do you think? I think it'll be pretty big. I Mm. don't think it'll quite reach the heights of Christmas from a... But it is a bank holiday, so people can do lots of eating. And also, we're we're launching our new summer range at the same time. So we've got amazing, lovely kind of cacio pepe potato salad. Beautiful. You do a very good Cook's Ingredients catch. You will love my friend Zoe. (laughs) My colleague Zoe is the brainchild of Cook's Ingredients. It's so so clever. Sarah, you've got somebody to stalk now. It's well, very it's, exciting. Well, because the thing, I mean, I'm just going to say this because I'm really lazy in the kitchen, so mm. I hate chopping stuff. Mm. But they're frozen, chopped onions, garlics. They also do a chili mix, which is very, very good That's with delicious. beans in it. Yeah. Frozen beans. Yeah. So you just add meat. And for me, the stir fry mix. So good. It's just that yeah. kind of, I just want a yeah. uh, meal for one. And people there think, people think, oh, it's really hard to cook from scratch. It's not mm. if you have all that stuff in your freezer. You just open your freezer and there's a load of chopped onions, a load of chopped garlic, mm. a, a chili mix. And it literally takes about a three really minutes. Delicious, a really delicious, we've got some food. new little products appearing in Cook's Ingredients. One of them being a preserved lemon paste. Oh. Now that Ooh. with a and t <gasps> delicious. Will. Very nice. Mm. Well, what are you doing for the coronation? He's going to church, he said. Yeah, oh, yeah, so church. On, on the Saturday, uh, Saturday, we're doing a family get-together. Always yeah. go to my mum's for a royal event. She'll cook. She'll do yeah. a few of the recipes, and I'll obviously critique them like you would. Mm. Dad will do the drinks, and well. uh, the kids will run riot. Uh, Sunday is church in the morning, yep. and then big bring-and-share lunch, and then a chill-out on the Monday. Very good. <gasps> good. Well, thank you very much, Will. Pleasure. Uh, that was very lovely, and we now have a lot of food to eat. And we'll put some... Interesting information on the show notes. Yes. Names of gins, places where you can buy things and find recipes. But it's basically waitress.com, isn't it? It certainly is. Fantastic. We're joined now by the wonderful Teresa Chung. Hello. I wanted a drum roll there. (laughs) You should have a drum roll. Sorry, I don't have any drums. But if I did, I would give you a drum roll. Anyway, Emma Watson this week said that her Saturn return 
had triggered a three-year transformation that taught her about love and being a woman. And then all the newspapers were very rude about her and said, ha-ha, silly woman, Saturn return. But we <laughs> thought we'd get you on because I had quite a momentous Saturn return. Yes, you did. At the end of my 20s, beginning mm. of my... No, it was my, I was 31. Mm. And I had a, what I thought was a quite a steady boyfriend who then went on holiday to Australia and married someone else while he was in Australia. <laughs> he never came back. And never came back. No. And that was quite, quite a shock. And the yeah. Sarah sat at Heathrow for seven I weeks. Like, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did, actually. It's yeah. very sad. But the thing is that this idea of there being a sort of momentous change mm. in your life in yep. some way and after that I always said that never, no one should ever marry before the age of 30 or, or indeed before they'd have their Saturn return Yes, because inevitably they would change their mind or something would go wrong Yes. Yep. so we thought we'd get you on Teresa because you are in charge of all the planets um, <laughs> to explain to the listeners really what a Saturn return is why it matters and how it works well uh, I've been trying to campaign to get Saturn more attention I mean we focus on the sun sign as well I mean the rising sign is in important because that's how other people see you the sun sign is how you see yourself the moon sign is your emotions and then the fourth most important planet in my humble opinion is Saturn because it's karma now if Saturn was a person picture Clint Eastwood in a western glinting Ooh. and glaring at you this is what he is karma he's the teacher he's basically saying time to learn a lesson. This is time for you to be held accountable. Mm. And Saturn travels quite slowly. So what happens when you have your Saturn return is that Saturn has returned to the sun sign that it was in when you were born. Right. It's in a sign for about three years. So mm. when you're 29 to 31, it will have returned to the exact same position that when you were born. Because it takes 30 years to go around. Yes. Right. So okay. I'm just about to head into my second Saturn return, which is, you know, even more seminal than the first. But the first Saturn return basically is just saying you've got to leave childhood behind. It's time to stop blaming your parents mm -hmm. for everything mm -hmm. that's happened to you and your education and, and to look at blaming other people. It's time to be fully accountable. And Emma Watson's right in that. Adele also, I mean, she has a Saturn return tattoo on her arm. Mm. It's a very, very powerful time. Now, if you learn the lesson, because all Saturn wants is to teach you the next 30 years before the next Saturn return are going to be a bit more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. If, however, you don't learn the lesson, it will come back to really bite you in the years are ahead. It's a real opportunity as you hit 30 to leave childish things behind, mm. grow up a bit. And that's really, and, and often there are career changes, relationship changes. And you are so right. I love that idea. Don't get married until you've had your Saturn return. Your first but Saturn return. First Saturn return because you're you're saying goodbye to your childhood really, mm. the fantasies and you know thinking that somebody's going to come in and save you, mm -hmm. right? Which we tend to do that the parent figures are all knowing. Mm -hmm. You know, as we grow up, we begin to realize that's not going to happen. And Saturn is there to tell you that. But it's quite exciting as well mm. because you, you're starting to learn. And I'm going to quote the uh, wisdom of Stranger Things here because this sums up the first Saturn mm. return so well. Have you watched Stranger yeah, Things? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yes, yeah. yes. He goes, make mistakes. Popper, this is. Make mistakes. Learn from them. You will get hurt. But remember that hurt, it's good for you because it's a sign you're out of your cave. And the cave meaning your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is you don't learn in the comfort zone. Mm. You know, I, I loved it actually because I'm watching Stranger Things at the moment. They're actually even quoting my beloved Lord of the Rings about <laughs> you 
the Shire. You've got to get out of the Shire. This you is what... get out of the Shire. Yeah, you have got to get out of the Shire. Can you remember your Saturn return, Yes, what Teresa? was your Saturn return? Oh, yes. Can you beat mine, which is your boyfriend who you live with and have lived with for two years, <laughs> going on holiday and marrying somebody else? <laughs> Yes. I, I think that's pretty high up there, but it was basically me saying I've just had enough of men, really. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, what, you're just saying, I, sort of looking for them to be the saviour. You know, I was kind of like tri traditional. I love fairy tales and romance. And it was kind of realising that there isn't going to be someone on a white horse coming mm. <laughs> to rescue you. I mean, you. That, that, you could argue that's not a Saturn return, that's just common sense. Yes. That's, yeah, but I, I lack that. I'm overly, you know. <laughs> and did you, know, you did you know it was a Saturn did you return? Have a Saturn return, Imogen. Well, I think I uh, you started working for you. Oh dear, I know. Gosh, you know yeah. each other that long? More, yes, longer than that. Yeah, longer than that, it's that long. It's a very short period of time, isn't it? <laughs> That long. That long. What? He's suggesting we are quite elderly. <laughs> uh, yes, I have. So so my Saturn return, for argument's sake, just because obviously it's all about me. Mm. But if we, my daughter's calculated my Saturn returns. Aries. She says I'm, she says I'm having one now. Yeah, Aries. It's a bit premature. You still yeah. got, but two years before the Saturn return, the movement starts to happen. So you will start feeling its impact. And it is second chance time mm. for any mistakes that you've made. Mm. To be course corrected for the next, you know, third of your life because that's so what it all is. thirty. But well, you're nowhere near sixty, though. Well, I'm no, no, it's not. It can start oh. fifty-seven, fifty-eight. It depends on on your birth chart, and I right. believe I've calculated it. If Wikipedia is correct with your mm. birthday, that your Saturn return, your Saturn is in Aries, which mm. is a double whammy for you because you are an Aries, but your teacher is also Aries. For most people, mm. Imogen, I don't know, but you're a Libra, right? So you're Saturn, and I love the fact that you're Aries Libra because you are a half of the zodiac. You're the first six, and then you start the second six. So you're Mm. absolute opposites. It's fantastic. Mm. You kind of encompass the whole. So many of my friends are Librans. Aries get on with them. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. But your Saturn, I do know, is in Aries, Mm. and that's the great teacher of your life. So not only your sun sign, your identity, but also what life wants you to learn, because we're here also to learn. Mm -hmm. So what life wants you to learn is what being an Aries mean. And it's all about identity and independence Mm. and pioneering. And you're doing that. You're living that. And it's kind of like saying, you go, girl. That's exactly what you're here to do. Right. You're here to really wake them up. Well, yes, that makes sense. That does make Mm. sense a little bit. Yes. Yes. Urge people to pay attention to their Saturn return Mm. because it really is the time to deepen and Mm. become really authentic and to take responsibility for your life. And if you don't get that warning around the age of 30, Mm. there's going to be a knock-on effect and then when you do hit your late 50s, it's going to be a real call to prayer kind of moment, really. Who am I? Where am I going? Do you think people's midlife crises are just basically Saturn returns? It's all about Saturn. The teacher, yeah. I say, think Clint Eastwood now. Yeah. The three years that Clint Eastwood is, is like in a spaghetti western, he's, he's looking at you, he's, there's no hiding that glare. Mm. He can see everything. Yeah. You know, the spotlight's on you right now. Exactly. What are you doing with your one precious life? Yes. Make the most of it. Learn from your mistakes and grow. That's what it's saying, grow. And with Emma, she's right, because she had, you know, with the Harry Potter bubble is probably what she's talking about, that bursting, mm. where she was so looked after, part of something, realising that's not her identity at all. She has probably has very little idea who she really is mm. outside of Hermione Granger and her acting career. Mm. So it's really her thinking, who am I? Mm. Well, she didn't have a childhood, I think. That's no, she didn't. Yeah. Adele was the same as well. I mean, Adele has transformed herself completely. 
Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. It's, uh, but it does feel, I think, because when I had it, I felt very much that I was leaving one life behind. Yes. And it's, it's quite, I felt the contrast was really stark for mm. me. But that's maybe because I'm an Aries and so, you know, everything has to be sort of extreme. And, and, yeah, exactly. And... Yes, but Aries are the baby. They're the first sign of the zodiac. They're here to scream for attention. Can you go through it without really noticing or is that just... You so will just, or is that just Hopefully. me? <laughs> or is that just me? No, that's not true. I did not. Can I sleep through it? Yeah, Imogen. but can I avoid it? That would be no, nice. No, life has a way of, of not letting you do that. You want to stay in your cave, that's what you're saying. You can't. Yes. You can't. No, Imogen, no cave for you. Oh, no cave. Life, life has a habit of, of doing that. It won't, won't And if you look happen. back at history, uh, do you see it in history? Do you see it with sort of great kings and queens and, you know, yeah. I, I, I suppose Jesus was having his Saturn return when he got nailed to a cross. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you put it What do you on. think about it? <laughs> With women also, when they get to the late 50s, there's a real shift. Yeah. This is a life passage when you suddenly think, look, I've done all the roles that society has sort yeah. of said. I, I feel do. very much now that way me. now. Is it, of weight. is it possible? There's because, no shift of is weight. It because, <laughs> is it because is it possible that because I'm an Aries and because I like to do everything before everybody else that I'm having my Saturn return early? Oh, you're preemptive. You're drawing it. You're attracting it to. Well, I think it's because you are Sun sign Aries and you're Saturn in Aries. Mm. That is big. That is a really powerful karmic lesson. That is really powerful. Because <sighs> you've got double whammy. <laughs> get my wrist slaps, aren't I? It but you better you get a nice tattoo. I don't want a tattoo. <laughs> you should get a Saturn return tattoo. I think it's an excellent idea. What do they look like, these tattoos? My daughter wants me to get a tattoo for her 21st birthday. I think it's a great idea. I thought I would get a really classy one with her birth date in Roman numerals I on think it. it's very good. Or you could <laughs> put a teardrop on your face. Yeah, I could do That's that. That's really yeah. good. Exactly. Also, Saturn is the Roman god of time. So, uh, you know, right. it's a ticking clock, you know. I'm watching Stranger Things too much. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah it's, you can easily... D Isn't Elon Musk sending rockets to Saturn? To yes, see? he is. Yeah, so he's obviously having a Saturn return too. Well, he's 60, oh, isn't he? So maybe he is. He's literally having a Saturn return. He is literally returning to Saturn. Well, physically. on the same screen, um, um, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, when he had his third Saturn return, because if you're lucky enough, you get your third one, yeah. he went into space, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he did too. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. So well, that's, that's something to look forward to, Sarah. It's better than him recording another album, I have to say. Yeah, well, that's so, Teresa, if people want to find out more about their Saturn return, how can they do this? Is there a Saturn return yeah. calculator on the internet? Yeah, just there go online be. and click Saturn return calculator. Right. All you need to do is put your date of birth in and it will tell you when your Saturn return is yes. and in what sign it's in. And yes. therefore, go and read about that sign because it's about the sign that's it's in. It's not necessarily the same as your birth sign, right. right? It won't be the same. Like, for example, my Saturn return is in Pisces, which is all about spirituality because I think we often teach what we need to learn. Oh, okay. So if your Saturn um, return is in Taurus, it'll all be, a, it'll be all more about... More security. There's security. always a key word. Yeah. Aries, yeah. independence, Taurus, yeah. security, Gemini, integration, you know, balancing your shadow. Yeah. Just trying to go cancer boundaries, Leo, creativity, Virgo, service, Libra, the real meaning of partnership. Uh, Scorpio is trust issues, Sagittarius belief. Capricorn is all about ambition and prestige. Aquarius, mm. humanity, Pisces balancing spirituality with the practicality so there's always a key word for each and that's the lesson you need to learn in your life that's your karmic lesson 
Okay, that's very helpful. That's very clear. Yes. Capricorn is obviously about arranging everything perfectly because you're perfect if you're a Capricorn. <laughs> you are, yes. I know this because I am friends with many Capricorns and they're all perfect. They are all perfect. They're, all they're running up perfect. that hill to continue the um, <laughs> Stranger Things theme. <laughs> exactly. We must find out. Well, I really need to find out when yours is now, Imogen. Yes, I will. I, I'll have a look. I'll go on the calculator. Yes, good. Excellent. She won't go on the calculator. I'll go on the calculator. <laughs> and then her. I'll tell her. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, Teresa. That's explained it all very well. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Well, many happy Saturn returns. Thank everyone. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcast videos, opinion pieces and more. If you would like to get in touch, tweet us at MailPlus, tweet me at Westminster Wag, but can't tweet Imogen at no. Imogen EJ because she's still been hacked. I've still been doing? hacked. What are you doing about They're that? not listening to me. What? They won't I've... unhack you. It's been weeks now. I What's know. No. Elon, Elon, if you're listening, please <laughs> unhack at Imogen EJ. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine, and Imogen Edwards-Jones. Thank you for listening. Thank you. 